0: people nowadays right whenever they have urges they do the traditional methods like do 10 push-ups take a cold shower but the truth is like are you actually gonna do that when you when you could just be sitting here and like at the comfort of your bedroom you're not gonna you're not gonna right yeah but then with easy peasy it's just like yo pmo is just slavery i don't even want to do that and then you're free just like that
1: Hey everyone, this is the celibate yogi. You're listening to Filling the Void. In this week's episode, we're going to listen from a 14-year-old as he asks some of the biggest questions he has in his mind about what it takes to be free from the porn addiction. I hope all of you had a wonderful start to this new year and I hope you were able to say good riddance to 2020. Let's get started today.
0: In your cheat sheet, right, um, uh-huh. there was one part which I didn't really understand. If you're feeling on edge with withdrawal and want to take just one peek, remember, change the meaning of what you're feeling. Don't think of your body is asking for its fix. Instead, tell yourself, wow, this is how it feels when the poison drains out of me. Change the meaning of what you're feeling and withdrawals will be easy to will be, will be be easily overcome. You're not fighting, i.e. using your willpower. You are changing the meaning. Mm-hmm. You clarify that?
1: Yeah, um, that's a really important idea. And I think a lot of people have asked me about it. Um, and one example that comes to mind is when you're working out and you're looking at lot of weights, maybe you're trying out a new um, like running regimen or something like that. The first couple of days that you work out, you feel a little bit sore and it might even continue on for like a week or a month. But if you're serious about fitness, then you start thinking that, okay, well, this soreness is actually great because it means my muscles are getting stronger. It means that I am getting stronger. Um, so even though it feels painful at the time, your mind knows that it's not actually painful. It's actually a sign of progress. It's actually a sign of you becoming a better person, you becoming stronger. And uh, I think we need to rethink of these, these you know, once you, once you quit PMO forever, um, you might get these little, the monster might speak to you and might tell you that, um, hey man, just have one quick peek. Hey man, just... Um, uh this won't do anything bad for you. And then you know you kind of start getting into that fight again. And instead, what you can do is look at it and say, not today. I know you're a monster. I know you're not a part of me. I know you're external to me. And I'm not going to engage with you. And it's going to have a tantrum. You know, like think of a school bully. A school bully comes up to you and says, give me your lunch money. You know, give me everything you've got. And you kind of just very calmly say, not today. And you walk away. And as you're walking away, you realize that this bully had no power, but the bully is going to make a lot of noise. It's going to throw a tantrum. It's going to run around and make a lot of noise and call you a bunch of names. But if you give it at that point, then the bully will come bother you again the next day and the day after. The best thing to do with the bully is just say, no man, not today. And if it makes a tantrum, you kind of let it be until eventually it gets the idea that, hey, you know, I can't bully this guy anymore. I just got to go away. Um, and so that's really how we have to think about it, right? Like these, these cravings come yeah. up. And, um, on one hand, of course, like uh, the craving for uh, like being with someone is normal, but the kind of hyper, um, the hyper artificial stimulation that we get from PMO is so fake and the brain will still crave that. And you really have to see that, OK, it's just, it's just poison leaving away. It's, um, it's like the muscle that gets sore after working out, but actually it's getting stronger. It's, it feels painful, but it's actually a good thing. So if the, if the PMO bully is yelling at you, it's making a bunch of tantrums when you quit it, um, it's actually a good thing. You can tell yourself, oh, like, isn't this amazing that this guy is now going to just go away and die?
0: Oh, so this helps people um, deal with the mindset, basically, like how yes. to treat urges.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: That was such a good analogy right because i also exercise sometimes and then for the first month or two months your body is just like sore like after cardio or like lifting weights or whatever that may be yeah. your muscles are just like sore but then eventually right you barely feel that urge anymore like it's not even a thing anymore so i guess that's how it is with pmo like there's urges for the first week maybe month then eventually uh you won't pmo seems like a cruel joke at this point right
1: yeah. And it's, um, I might not even call it urges because that implies that you kind of have to give into it, but it's oh, yeah. kind of like, oh, you know, like I'm hungry. I'm having like an urge to eat. And it's, it's not that it's actually like a completely artificial thing. It's the, it's like the, it's the demands of a monster. It's the demands of like a terrorist saying that, you know, give me, or demands of a bank robber being like, you know, give me all your money. It's the demands of a bully. Give me, all, give me your lunch. Um, yeah. You, you oh, can, so, can go into, um. So when I get
0: like these so-called urges, they're not even like you're you're saying to just change the meaning of them, basically. Yes, that's exactly. It. Okay.
1: Do
0: you have any other tips for um, dealing with those withdrawals or cravings?
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people think, and I used to think this way that if I if if I don't give in to these urges, I'm going to explode. Has that ever happened to you? You're like, oh, I'm just gonna, I have to give in, otherwise I'm just yeah. I'm just done for
0: like it. I remember having like a two month streak, right? <laughs> and then uh, it was like, wow, I beat my old record, might as well. <laughs> and then that happened, in not it? This whole like mindset with streaks, no, are no and like stuff like that. It, it's it's kind of I don't know what to describe it, but like it really affects you. Like it just um, like it it doesn't work like that. Like at one point you're going to give in to these fake um, the fake illusory of PMO basically.
1: That's exactly it. I think um, the the counting of streak, the counting of the number of days you've been PMO free, is so incredibly toxic because a part of you still thinks of PMO as a prize. It continues to think of PMO as a positive thing, as a good thing, and it's almost like a cookie or like a piece of chocolate or you know a piece of cake. And it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like cheat day. You know, you worked out for a month and you're like, well, today's cheat day. I'm going to have a pizza. And it's almost that same mindset. You're like, I've gone a month, I've gone two months PMO. Now let me have this reward. You're still holding PMO. You're still putting it on a pedestal, Um, and it's torturous, right? It's it's complete torture to go for a week, a month, two months uh, without PMO, then because you're constantly fighting. You're you're constantly saying, I can't have the cookie. I can't have the cookie. I can't have the chocolate. Um, and you've had your two-month streak, and you're like, okay, now I can have it, and you reward yourself at that point. But the key distinction that I'm trying to make is PMO has, it is not a prize. It's not a piece of chocolate. It's not a piece of chocolate cake. It's not a cookie. It's poison. It's it's downright poison. And a complete aside, if you like understand what sugar does to your body and blah, 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 then you'll know that even sugar in some ways is poison. But that's <laughs> a completely unrelated topic. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely poison, and you can't... Um, uh, keeping track of you know i've gone 10 15 20 30 80 days without pmo is in many ways perpetuating people staying stuck in this cycle
0: also another thing that um i see some people do right it's like they say i i went without pmo for x amount of days and then they say if i go for pmo um without without pmo for 30 days they'll reward themselves with like a a fancy Louis Vuitton bag or fancy fancy clothes and stuff but i think those are like false incent- incentives if i'm saying that right yes you're right. and then You're just giving uh, PMO all that power. You're just giving PMO the fact that, uh, like, if you're putting all this work in, um, it sort of treats PMO as some type of forbidden fruit, if I should say. And then eventually, they they're straining at the leash. They're using their willpower, and then they end up giving in. And then the cycle repeats for life, unless they cut it.
1: That's exactly it. Um, It's a vicious cycle. You know, substitutes don't work. Uh, Rewards and prizes don't work. Do you give yourself a reward for not having heroin today, or not having cocaine today? Of course not. I mean, like quitting it is the prize. Escaping from it is the prize. Um, When you when you have these substitutes and you give these you know external prizes, you still hold on to this idea that that PMO is uh, is positive. That there's some good in it. And you're absolutely right. It's it's downright um, downright slavery. To do these things when you're trying to quit.
0: Okay, so uh, one of my false beliefs, right? It's like there's an attractive woman on my screen, so Mm -hmm. it's it's basically like infinite pleasure, infinite enjoyment. So what can I do to get rid of this
1: belief? Well, first of all, um, I would say that uh, a lot of people think that what they're trying to do is escape from PMO. But the stark reality of today's society is that uh, PMO or you know, pornographic images are not just found on a few sites on the internet. They're not just found on special tube sites or special image sites or something like that. Increasingly, more and more and more of all media is becoming um, sexualized in nature. Um, You can look at it when you're watching movies. You can look at it when you're watching TV shows or music videos or even video games. Um, If you go on the best-selling list of books, even, uh, increasingly books have these very vivid, um, almost unnecessarily grotesque and sexual imagery written into it. Um, And there's a reason why. Like, people say that sex sells. People say that um, this sort of imagery, these sorts of things, they kind of hijack your brain, and they... Uh, they make you crave these things, so you end up watching the next episode, the next season. You end up watching that movie. You end up watching that music video, even though the music itself is terrible. you still end up watching it, and you still end up dancing to dance into it. And it's um, uh, it's all just a cycle. And more and more of culture is becoming pornographic by its very nature. And so, um, when you say that you know you're, you're looking at your um, your computer, you see someone attractive on your uh, on your screen, you have this urge to to act out. And um, first of all, I sympathize with you. I think younger people and i know you're in your teens um are increasingly growing up in an age where there's all the social media where th- this these sorts of images rise up to the top you know you have a, like a classmate you have a colleague at work you um you've got like someone in your friend circle they pop up on your social media feed and you end up looking at it and then um what starts off is just a social media addiction then rolls over into pmo addiction because one thing leads to another and you know you're down that roller coaster again and you're, you're on these tube sites um, and so I would first of all make sure that people understand that you know we're not we're not trying to escape just the PMO trap. But we're trying to be very conscious and mindful of this bigger um, sexualized imagery trap that modern media is throwing at us, that social media is throwing at us. Um, so my question back to you before I dive into this a little bit more deeply with you about this particular belief is: Were you uh, that this image that pops up for you is it is it on a tube site? Is it on social media? Is it on YouTube? Is it on it's, Instagram?
0: It's like I'm on YouTube or like I'm on like some like website doing homework or something and then just pops up right i think that's to like brainwash people
1: absolutely um you're absolutely right i think it's all part of brainwashing this brainwashing tells you that hey if you aren't if you aren't with someone attractive if you aren't doing it all the time with someone then you're a loser you watch a james bond movie and at the very end he goes off with the the beautiful attractive person and they um end up in bed you watch tv shows like friends or how i met your mother um i I don't i haven't watched too many new tv shows lately but those are the ones that come to mind for me and Pretty much in every episode, they're all just talking about, or there's a subtext of well sex or like someone hooking up with someone else, some relationship with someone else. And watching it enough times, you think, well, since I'm not doing it, I'm a loser. I'm not worthy. Um, and it's all part of brainwashing. Um,
0: yeah. Um, that's why I cut out all TV shows and like movies. I'm not trying to cut off video games. And I've cut out video games for about three weeks right now. But I've cut out shows, TVs, uh, TV shows, movies, uh, and stuff like that for like four months right now.
1: That's fantastic. Personally,
0: and personally, I feel way happier and like way more in control than I am right now than before. Because before it was just like, like I I was a slave to PMO. Like wake up, do it. It's like multiple times a day, like one to three times a day. Like I literally had no energy at that point. And at one point I was uh, suicidal. At one point, and then and uh, someone on Reddit showed me the PMO Hackbook. Right, I found out about it, and then it straight up changed my life. Like I'm I'm about like. I know I'm not supposed to count streaks or anything, but I'm a, I'm about uh, three or six months free from PMO right now, and amazing. I think countering uh, these brainwashed beliefs and like why we even need to do PMO uh, really helps, as well as like just changing up your lifestyle and your mindset to what PMO is. Once you discover the true reality and the true slavery of it, it literally it's it's not attractive at all. It's literally just poison. urges are basically hungry for poison at this point, and it's it's a sad reality that people can't see it that way.
1: I mean, that is, that is exactly it. Um, you know, one thing that came to mind as you were talking to me was, um, if people want to be mindful of what media they're watching, whether it be movies or TV, I'd recommend a site called commonsensemedia.org. Um, commonsensemedia.org.
0: It's a really good Uh, website.
1: That's a fantastic site because it it curates books, TV shows, movies, even YouTube channels to tell you if there's any, um, if there's any like sexualized imagery, if there, if if it has any positive messages, it, um, it's funded by the Melinda Gates Foundation and, um, they help parents make very mindful decisions about what they're showing their kids. But um, I know in my life, and I'm some some—I'm a guy in my 30s, I use this to figure out if I should watch a movie or if I should watch a TV show. Because if, if a TV show or a movie doesn't have any positive message to it, if it has nothing to contribute to my life, if it's only going to make me feel terrible, if it's going to brainwash me, then why would I even bother watching it? Um, so... Uh, just a, a resource for people listening in that they should consider checking out the other sites to kind of curate what they're watching. They don't need to go cold turkey and, and quit all TV and all movies like, like you did, which is fantastic, by the way. But they can be a lot more selective of you know, what they're choosing to watch and engage
0: with. Um, I have one question for you. It's kind of off topic, but... No, that's fine. Did you watch anime? Because whenever I've watched it, right, I was watching shows like My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. and the amount of brainwashing um, that was there... I remember there was one scene where uh the Midori or something, he was... Uh, one of the characters was yelling I want a harem I want an online harem or something like that hmm. and that's crazy that's a show for like 12 14 year olds the fact that they're brainwashing us like that also the amount of filth that's on anime sometimes it's like you shouldn't even be like seeing that stuff so i rec- i personally recommend not to watch anime but if you want just use common sense.org and then like be smart about it
1: absolutely um uh, a few I haven't watched that particular anime but uh, I grew up when I was like in my teens watching a lot of anime and I loved I loved it, um, but then I definitely noticed there was like a lot of uh, hyper stylistic characters as well. Like I, I grew up watching Cowboy Bebop, if you even know what that is, or um, um, Ghost in the Shell or, or um, I mean, there, there are a bunch of other ones that I used to uh, used to watch and um, my social circle was often also revolved around these topics, these animes, these movies, these TV. Yeah,
0: same for me. Like I'm getting pressurized right now to watch shows and stuff. And like that's, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Like I'm getting pressurized by like my friends. They're like, Hey man, how come you're just being like, uh, how come you're so hardcore and I've been watching any shows or movies? How come you've, you've cut out all these things from your life? They think like I'm miserable or depressed, but like the truth is, I think I'm in a way better position than they are. Like I'm better physically, mentally uh, and spiritually, but these shows, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't even watch them for a second now because they literally have such a um, strong, supernormal stimulus in them. So I don't know how people watch them. Because if, if you're constantly feeding shows like anime, if you're constantly feeding uh, or watching animes or uh, feeding uh, supernormal stimulus into um, your life, then your thoughts are going to revolve around that. So, yeah, I don't know how to deal with it right now. So I just cut them off. But I think this is a better solution.
1: Yeah, a few things that kind of um, come to mind in response to that is, A, in some, the first thing is, in many cases, it really is um, a matter of age. I think um, like a lot of the younger people don't understand the implications of what they're doing right now, um, but they will start noticing it. You know, I, I remember coaching um, uh, someone in their late teens, early 20s, they were in college, and um, he told me that his entire social circle revolves around anime, and he's on all these Discord servers and and. Of course, when you talk about anime, you end up talking about certain women. And, and there's a lot of imagery that's get, that gets posted on that Discord server. And if you aren't participating in it, then you're kind of considered uncool. And it's not just with anime. If you aren't watching, I don't know, Game of Thrones, if you aren't watching um, some other popular TV show or popular movie, you're, you're considered an outcast. You're considered as, as someone who's old-fashioned or someone who's not with the times. And um, that's another part of this cultural brainwashing. Um, and we should pity those people, that they are so plugged into this system that is destroying them that they resent people or they they throw people out who challenge it, who aren't satisfied with the status quo. Um, so I'm absolutely with you. I think there's a lot of societal brainwashing and people are so plugged in. They're so brainwashed by all of this stuff that if they see someone not doing it, they think that they're uncool, they're unsophisticated. And the best thing to do in cases like that is a, we have to pity them. We have to have compassion for them and kind of feel sorry for them that they can't see how trapped they are. And the other, the other thing is if, someone expresses a genuine interest in trying to understand, like, why are you doing this? Why are you acting out the way you are? Then it's a great opportunity to actually talk to them about this, to actually help them understand that, okay, well, here's the impact that TV is having in their life. Here's the impact that all of this sexualized imagery is having in your life. Um, you know, show them what, what PMO does to your brain. And by going on your brain on porn, if, if give them a challenge that, Hey, like don't watch it for a week and see what happens. And then most of these people will be shocked that they can't quit it for even a week. Um, and then suddenly so know that they're an addict. So more and more people are waking up, even at a younger and younger age, but there are just as many people plugged in. And we have to have pity for them, compassion for them, and extend a willing hand to um, whoever shows interest.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, okay. Um, I also have another question for you. So some people, they're, they're kind of scared of urges or cravings. Mm-hmm. So how would you overcome that mentality or that fear?
1: They're
0: It's sort of like a fear of the unknown. So they're, they're afraid of urges. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: yes this is one of the big reasons that people feel afraid to quit because they think that what if I get an urge and if I can't if I can't respond to it I am going to explode um, this is a very common fear and uh, the quickest the best way of dealing with it is um, well I can ask you right now um, is that true will you explode if you if you have an urge and you don't kind of deal with it
0: um, no okay
1: um, and, and uh, having that false belief what does that do to you if you continue to believe that if I have an urge and I don't scratch it, I'm going to explode. What's that going to do with your life? If you continue to believe that.
0: That's going to build up unnecessary tension and just cause so much stress.
1: That's exactly it. Um, You have to realize that not PMOing isn't causing the stress. It's the belief that you're going to explode. That makes you create all the stress. Um, It's purely intellectual. It's purely at the level of belief. And if you stop believing this, you wouldn't feel that extra stress. So um, if you know, it's not true and you know that it's, affecting your life in a negative way, then you can just choose to drop it. Um, you can choose to say that, you know, I really am not going to explode from all this. I know it's not true. And I know it's holding on to this belief is causing unnecessary stress in my life. So I'm just choosing to drop it. And it really is just a choice. You just choose the belief. And then you have to keep affirming it to yourself. I think a lot of people make the mistake in the beginning that um, they they think they've quit PMOing and a um, uh, uh, short while later, they end up relapsing. They're like, hey, what happened? I, I thought I got it. And it goes back to the idea of brainwashing. You're just getting brainwashed so often with modern media, with your friends, and with society in general, that unless you're conscious and mindful, you end up sinking into the trap again. So you have to consciously remind yourself of what the actual truth is, that the truth is I'm not going to explode if I don't PMO. I am going to be just fine. I am a non-user. I, um, it feels great to be a non-user. It feels great to have this bully talk to me and I don't have to fight it. I just let him, I just let him have his tantrum. The more tantrums he has, eventually he's going to realize that he's, he's going to lose and he's going to run away from here. So it's, it, that positive self-talk is so important because if you don't do it, then someone else is going to talk negatively in your ear and that's what's going to make you slip.
0: Wait, so um, how do you do this positive self-talk? You just like say self-affirmations?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And I've been, um, I, don't, I don't watch PMO anymore, right on PMO, mm-hmm. um, but I've been doing affirmations every single day. Uh, even in the this morning. Day. Even to this day. I look in the mirror in the morning and I tell myself, the positive things i want to believe the actual truth the true beliefs that i want to implement in my life and some of them are about chemo but some of them are about my health some of them are about you know the financial place i want to be or where i want to be in my career the kind of relationship i want with my with my partner and with my with my family and parents and all that kind of stuff so um i continuously tell myself the right things and i look myself in the mirror i put my hand on my heart and i literally i have a, a page filled with beliefs and i literally read them out loud
0: oh wow that seems like a really good method I feel like people um they just read easy peasy and then like after a week or so they just relapse and they're so confused i think they need to like um uh, actively do some more stuff like whether it be self-affirmations um like you said positive self-talk and stuff like that
1: yeah and, and that's one of the things i emphasize in my book and even in the cheat sheet that you have i have a bunch of those statements um that i hope people will pick up and actually say them out loud to themselves and with every um person i, I coach uh, in my like one-on-one coaching sessions i make them develop these custom affirmations that's hyper target the false beliefs they have in my coaching sessions I kind of make them think about their 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 false beliefs and when we're done dealing with them I make them develop these the opposite of it the, the actual positive true belief of, of the situation and then I make them actually say it out loud to themselves for the next week for the next month and the results I get back are always amazing. They're always telling me that you know my goodness this is what's really making the lessons stick. Oh
0: can you um uh, can, can we run it back? Like can you show me how um, you do with your other clients? Yeah so yeah.
1: the belief that we're working on right now is that you know if I don't PMO I'm going to explode right that's that's um, like people are afraid that if I if I don't give in to the urge or, or what's going to happen if I if I give in, if I don't give in to the urges anymore and people are afraid of of the unknown and a counter statement to something like that might be I am capable I am uh, I am capable of anything that comes my way I am fully able to deal with all the urges that come up urges are just poison leaving my body like those could be some reverse affirmations that counteract the brainwashing. That I'm going to explode, that the urges are going to overwhelm me, that I'm not capable of dealing with them, that um, I have to fight with these urges and then like go back to the level of willpower method. Um, these affirmations kind of counteract that force.
0: Okay, I see. So it's sort of like, um, you know, years of progressive brainwashing, right? It takes time to um, rewire basically, right? Reprogram. Because usually uh, the average PMO is like, they see trigger, they act, right? We have to deconstruct this, right?
1: Yeah, I and mean, you really got to think of, going back to the analogy of the of the school bully, you know, you, it's lunchtime, you got onto the playground, and if you're by yourself, and the bully sees you, and it comes up to you and bullies you and says, give me your lunch, you give me your lunch, and um, you end up getting beaten up by the bully. But if you have friends around you, and the more friends you have, the less likely it is that the bully is going to come to you. Well, this positive self-talk is like having those friends around you know cutting out the brainwashing in your life from from movies and tv and you know music videos and stuff that's like having friends around you um if anything i just realized this but like movies and, and tv and music videos that actually brainwash you are like having your enemies circle you and then the bully comes up to you and then it fights you like you have no chance you're, you're gonna get beaten up it's just
0: um, asking for you to get jumped at this point. exactly
1: <laughs> that's exactly it um yeah, but the stronger you can make yourself the, the this positive self-talk these affirmations by Reflecting on the lessons from the book and really repeating them to yourselves like constantly, that's you building allies, friends around you so that the bully doesn't come to you anymore.
0: Um another thing that I, I think I heard you quote was um uh, the the hack book won't work without contemplation. So how exactly do we contemplate the book, right? People just take notes, but they don't like truly reflect on the lessons. But can you just explain how to contemplate the hack book? Yeah, or properly read it. Yeah.
1: Of course. Um, I think when a lot of people take notes, and this applies not just to like the the book, but it applies even to your school, their um, like professional development, all that sort of stuff. But when people often read, uh, they're taking, and if they manage to take notes, their notes are just summary bullet points. Um, You know, whatever is in a full paragraph, they summarize down to a sentence. And that's great. That's a great first step. But to really make it stick in your mind, you have to turn around and ask the question, well, how does this apply to me? Um, if, if you read a thing that says, well, um, PMO doesn't de- help you deal with stress and, uh, and then it explains the whole bio, bio, biological process of how that actually works and actually how PMO causes the stress, doesn't actually leave it. You read it, you're nodding along, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. But then if you were actually actively contemplating, you would pause and say, well, hold on, has this happened to me? When has this happened to me? And, and, and then you really put yourself in the shoes and you're very actively engaging with the material. You're making it about you, which is, what, which is how you should be doing it. You should be making it about you. Um, and, and once you have that reflection, you can continuously think about it. Um, the next time you know, you're, you're on your way to school or you're, uh, you're going to bed and you're feeling a little bit stressed, you can tell yourself, oh, remember, I used to, when I would get stressed, the PMO monster would make me want to act out and, and relapse, but I don't do that anymore. Isn't that great? Like, that's what active contemplation looks like. It's kind of like when, you are, when you're studying for physics, you're studying for science or something like that, and you, you read about a concept. Uh, the best students, the most effective students, what they do is that they just don't take passive notes and summaries of what they're reading but they actually link it to what they've seen in the real world and so when you actively take what you're reading from the book and apply it to the real world to your own life that's when the lesson really starts sticking
0: okay that could so many uh misconceptions about it thank you do you have any additional resources to help people because the because i've seen in the discord right people are either relapsing because of escapism like the stresses of their life is too much and they just want like a quick release and then they always think PMO gives them that sort of relief, but the truth is it doesn't. And then they create, that's a whole another cycle and that's, that's something that has to be addressed.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I was talking with someone uh, not too long ago, just like you, who also was quitting TV. They were quitting their mo- the movies and all that kind of stuff. Um, really quitting PMO is the first step. Uh, the whole process of quitting PMO through the method that I advocate is by seeing through the lie that PMO is a benefit to it that's really going from falsehood to truth. And the more you invest yourself in trying to understand the truth of how things work, the more likely it is that you're going to start giving up a lot of things in society that are false, that brainwash you. Um, One of the big things that helped me quit TV forever was um, a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death by a guy called Neil Postman. Um, And it really beautifully explains um, how media, modern media brainwashes you it doesn't give you a second to think, and it, it perpetuates a lot of these false ideas. A very simple example of that is when you're reading a book, you can pause, you can think about what the book is saying, and then you can move on. But when you're watching a movie, the movie is playing back at you at 24 frames a second, and it's just going from one scene to another, to another, to another. And sure, you can hit the pause button, you know, you want to use the bathroom, get some popcorn, that sort of thing. But visual simulation, by its very nature doesn't give you a moment to think. What's actually happening here? What's the actual context here? What's this actually doing to me? You're just so absorbed in the story of what's happening on the screen that you just, you can't pull yourself away. And that really, you know, destroys your ability to critically think. It destroys your ability to um, understand what like, the subconscious messages that a movie or TV show is, is giving you. Um, so that book was very instrumental for me. Um, there's a fantastic series by Charlie Booker on YouTube called um, How TV Ruined Your Life. And I think there's like a six part, six part, six episodes, which is a little bit ironic that I'm recommending um, six episodes of something that helps you actually quit TV, but um, uh, how TV ruined your life, six parts and how modern media, the stories it tells really shapes how you think about success, uh, how you think about relationships and love, what you think about um, happiness, what you think about sex, how you think about health, um, how you think about the world. Um, like just watching news for example constantly makes you think the world is breaking apart and everything's just going to explode at the very next moment so of course you carry that anxiety with you and then you try and fill it with PMO which once again creates a bigger void Um, and so really like quitting PMO is really the first step towards going from falsehood to truth and if you invest yourself in trying to understand what the truth is of society of your own self um, you will quite normally and quite easily start giving up more and more things that are perpetuating falsehoods. I think that if anyone commits themselves uh, quite deeply to this process, they too will uncover this much bigger meta story, this much bigger meta narrative that's influencing them, that's brainwashing them, that's making them unhappy and and discontent in their life.
0: Yeah, um, I also think people should go on um, social media detoxes and stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. uh, when you go on like a dopamine detox, right? Like there's three modes, there's easy mode where you're allowed to have like one hour of entertainment there's medium mode where you're just uh, five to, um, for the whole week. You're not allowed to have any forms of distractions, and in the weekends you could watch a movie or a show. And then there's hard mode, which you do for a, a month, and then no forms of digital distractions and whatever that may be. But the thing is, when you're doing a detox, right? You're you're getting bored basically. You're allowing your thoughts and your emotions to uh, flow through your brain. So then, when you're when you're doing a detox, you're basically connecting with yourself. Yeah, and 100%. Sorry, so keep going. because of this, you're actively self-reflecting and contemplating about yourself, life in general, et cetera. So I feel like if you do a detox, you're just going to be way more happier as a person. And you're going to be more able to uh, grasp the com- the concepts and easy peasy and implement it into a lifestyle of freedom.
1: I think that's a, that's a wonderful point. Um, I know that uh, quitting social media for me was huge. It made such a huge difference in my life. Um, I, I remember um, I became a lot more satisfied with my, with my wife, with my, with my life as well. When I quit social media, like I didn't need to go on, on LinkedIn all the time and compare myself to my my friends and colleagues and how they're doing their careers. Uh, when I didn't have to go on Facebook to figure out, you know, what vacations people are going on, I was just happier. And I quit, I quit social media, I quit Facebook, I quit Instagram a few years back and it's, it's made me a lot happier and it definitely contributed to my um, um, Towards my easier recovery, my easier escape from PMO. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wait. So um, I actually have one brainwashed belief. Um, can yeah. you help me like counteract that?
1: Sure. Let's work on it.
0: Okay. So it's um, the fear of relapsing. Okay. Because I've relapsed before in the past that like a high, like at a high number and stuff. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to stop thinking about streaks or any of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, so how would you how do you phrase it? Like when you say fear of relapse, what do you what do you mean by that? Tell tell me about that in more detail.
0: Um, like the fear that I might uh, do PMO or something.
1: Right. Okay. So it's it's like a a feeling that if um, that something will happen and then yeah. I'm going to end up, I'm gonna end up PMO-ing. Uh So my question to you is, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and, and they're going to seem a bit silly, but let's just play along. Um, can you absolutely know that that's true? Uh, can you tell the future no okay Um, so it's not actually true and and what happens when you um, believe that you might just end up relapsing in the future
0: I'm going to relapse
1: that's that's it it's like a cycle and, and so just to clarify here there might be like two levels to this um the, an element of it is a brainwashed belief that, okay, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna relapse. I'm gonna end up wanting to take a peak, and then I'm gonna end up relapsing, and it's just gonna explode from there. That's one side of the belief. The other side might just be a protective thing that, you know, I don't want to take, I don't want to have even one peak. I'm free of this. I don't want to have poison in my life. Um, so if you know that this belief is not true, um, then you can choose to let it go, and you can affirm the truth to yourself, and you can tell yourself that I am capable of dealing with whatever life throws at me. And that might be your homework for you. I want you to find the counteracting belief that is a lot more positive. So I'm suggesting one, which is I am capable. Um, what else? It might be... Um, I don't um, need to take any um, peeks. Go ahead, you're about to say
0: something. I'm free from the slavery of PMO. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm free from the slavery of PMO.
0: I never have to do this again or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I, I never have to do this again. Hmm. Can you just choose to drop that old belief that... I'm gonna I'm gonna end up slipping in PMO link. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <sighs> Dude, I feel good. Say that again.
0: I feel good right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah.
0: It's like a heavy weight, and lift it off my shoulder.
1: Yeah. Like lies always no, burden yeah. us down. Lies burden us down. <laughs> and, and so your homework, I would really recommend is that you take these, the the one that you just said, that um, I'm free from the slavery. And you tell it to yourself every day. I am free from the slavery. I am capable of dealing with whatever life throws at me. Those are just my suggestions. If you have other ones that you come up with, and you can share them with me later on on, on Discord. Um, but say them out loud. If you, if, you, if you feel the brainwashing still there, then start saying these statements to yourself to counteract the brainwashing.
0: Wait, can I create like a, like a large document or just self-affirmations to counter whatever like, brainwashed beliefs I have?
1: I would recommend making the list um, into a number that you can actually follow through on.
0: Yeah, that's like 20, I guess.
1: 20, 5, like whatever works for you. For some people, it's just one. And like, if this feels really weird, then even one is a great start. Hmm. Uh, But whatever works for you. But what matters most is that you do it consistently.
0: Um, Do you have any, like, I think I said this before, but do you have any uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or exercises I could do?
1: Yeah, I I think I'd recommend a book or two to you. Uh, And this is more for anxiety and depression. There's a great book called Feeling Good by David Burns, Dr. David Burns, um, which is really good. it's a great like introduce cognitive behavior therapy. He has a bunch of exercises within it. That's probably one of the the really good ones. Um, I don't have a book that comes top of any other book that comes to the top of my head. Um, Even if you search for it on YouTube, you'll find tons of great people who talk about CBT or cognitive behavior therapy. Um, And for those of you who don't know what cognitive behavior therapy is, it's a a proven scientific way of helping you see through the lies and counteract it with um, positive self-talk, with uh, truthful beliefs that you can start implementing in your life. Um, and there's a lot of research that backs it up, that it's very, very effective in dealing with anxiety, with depression, with a lot of mental illnesses. And so if there's an element of that in your life, then I highly recommend checking out some of these, um, CBT types of, uh, resources.
0: Okay. Um, so now I'm thinking of journaling, um, whatever thoughts I have so I can like better contemplate, um, the hack book or your book
1: so I can be free for life. Well, you already are free for life. Yeah, um, don't don't think any any less of yourself. You already are free for life. Um, now it's just a matter of, like, le- really letting that sink in. Like, you already own a piece of land. Now you're just building a nice house on it. Now you're just making sure that you know all the all the weeds are out. Um, it's that sort of thing. So like, journaling is great. I think it's a great great step in not just escaping PMO, but just in life, it helps you examine like what you're thinking, feeling, in a lot more detail. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, but, I also think
0: um, yeah. people nowadays, right, whenever they have urges, they do their traditional methods, like do 10 push-ups, take a cold shower. Yeah. But the truth is, like, are you actually going to do that when you, when you could just be sitting here yeah. and, like, at the yeah. comfort of your bedroom? You're not going to, right? Yeah. But then with easy-peasy, it's just like, yo, PMO is just slavery. I don't even want to do that. Yep. And then you're free just like that. And then you got to tweak some, tweak some stuff up, like your belief, your belief system and stuff like that, mm-hmm. find your purpose, and then you're free, basically.
1: It's it's all mindset, man. It's all yeah, The physical sure. thing is you don't need to do no push-ups or cold showers.
0: Wait, but I still get like um, arousal at this point. So is that normal? Should I just like what yeah? Should I mean, I do it with no,
1: dude, you're you're fine. I mean, you're like a teenager. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get that. But um, so there's like two types of it, right? There's like the normal sexual arousal that you get when you see like a pretty classmate or something like that, and then there's the artificial part of it, which is from having watched from watching all of this media. Um, first the second part is all artificial and we talked about this this whole call on how to kind of deal with it how to escape from it the first part of it if it's that normal kind of like sexual attraction you feel for someone you really need to understand that that is a um a creative energy right like it's just energy it's this urge to want to create it's this urge to want to be with someone and you can channel that into whatever you want it might you can channel that into a a school project you can channel that into um doing some writing or making a movie or making like writing a song or like playing Mm -hmm. an instrument or I don't know, drawing, you can channel it into whatever you want. And um, there's a huge, if you Google this up, um, there's a huge number of writers, of musicians, of directors and playwrights and painters who use a muse. And what a muse is, is um, uh, someone that this artist is powerfully attracted to, and they think about this person as they're creating their art. And the urges that they have towards someone they channel it into creativity. And some of the greatest artists, some of the greatest writers and painters and poets of the world have had a muse. They've had someone that they're kind of attracted to and that um, urge they channel into creating something cool. Yeah. Like we can use that energy for anything, That that normal natural urge we have to, to mate and be with someone, we can use it to do anything. Okay.
0: Oh, this helps so much, man. Kevin, <laughs> thank you.
1: Oh man, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. And. You were saying at the beginning of her call that you're awkward and and you're not really good talking, but you were excellent. Um, I'm glad we had this chat, man. I think it's going to help a lot of people see through um, a lot of lies that they, they believe. So thank you as well. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Filling the Void. It would mean a lot to me if you went ahead and left a great review, a great rating on iTunes podcast, on Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this podcast. And, of course, if you want to learn more about these ideas, go on Amazon.com and look up Quit Porn Easily. It's an ebook that I wrote, which has the best of my coaching um, summarized. It's only 99 cents. And, of course, if you are looking for coaching, go on to QuitPornEasily.com slash coaching. That's quitporneasilycom slash coaching. Get personalized coaching about your porn addiction, your internet addiction. I'm here for you. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I will see you next time.